Nothing can protest it. The key was behind my eye. Aiden, A to Z, it. So I was just saying, yeah, I, I left the oven on twice within six nights when, when I was younger. One time I had, uh, on both occasions, I came home from a night out of drinking and I, I bought a frozen pizza in the 24-hour supermarket on the way home and I put it in the oven and either fell asleep downstairs in the sitting room or, or just went up to bed, actually, the second time I left it there. And um, the first time my mum was going mentally, she's like, you fucking idiot, do you know how dangerous that is? You could have burnt the house down. And uh, there was this big black disc of, of carbon out the back garden on the grass. <laughs> and uh, I was like, Jesus Christ, I was so embarrassed. And even like if I was doing something for myself in the next few days, I was paranoid. And I was checking every switch about 900 times to make sure they were all off. And then like six nights later, I was out on the piss again. I came home again. I did it again. And mm -hmm. I, this time I went up to bed um, and the whole house was covered in dense black smoke on the bottom half of the house. I was the first person to wake up, I think. Uh, and the smoke alarm was going off and everything. It was just the fucking worst thing that I've ever done. And I've, I've always been so paranoid ever since then of leaving the cooker on um, that I checked the switches twice, turned them on again to turn them back off just in case. Like they're not really mm. off, even though they're in the off position, that type of thing. Like, Yeah. It happened to me too, living at my dad's, and I left it on, and he, he came up and he was really angry, and he said, this is Lützenfog, Lützendimma, which was like a battle in the Second World War or something, First World War, I don't know, <laughs> that's a reference for a boomer for sure, Lützendimma, and then he doesn't even curse too much, so he was like, uh, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know but obviously you feel horrible it's like this this is lump of coal in the oven that used yeah. to be a, a frozen pizza yeah you feel yeah. like the worst human on the face of the planet um, anyway so hello hello listeners uh we yeah, lost, yeah, so, we lost so recording we recorded for an hour the halloween special we had a, some really good points there some fun and it's all lost probably i don't know it's probably not going to be retrieved ever but uh, here we are we have restarted the recording uh, yeah we restarted the recording uh so we have uh obviously I think you probably can either get let's this do an the, intro. Uh, do an uh, intro. Let's do an intro. I, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's do that. Uh, this will sound natural, won't it? Yeah. I, I always hate doing these. When I when I do them on my own, I can do like like forty takes. So hopefully I'll get this. You're doing well. You're doing well. Thank you. Thank you. So very kind. So all right. So this is uh, welcome to the first annual uh, Maiden A to Z uh, Halloween special. Uh, we didn't do one last year because the pod you know launched like a month after Halloween. Um, and we have with us today our special guest, Fergal. How are you doing? This is certainly the first time we've done this today. Yeah, we had, this, this is this is the first. Yeah, this is our, we've just literally started talking. Yeah, Quite literally. Also, of course, Quite. you have the ghost of Jonathan Hedin as well. Yes. <laughs> and also, obviously, <laughs> I forgot that's what you did the first time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And the ghost, yeah, and uh, yeah. so I guess well, if, if any character way was a ghost, what would he sound like? Oh, like a... <laughs> but yeah, I guess we're going to have to redo it in, with open cards, uh, just admitting that we've already done it, and, and, and then kind of catch up to where we 
realized that uh, one of us was not recorded. Yeah. So uh, one of one of us will remain remain nameless. Will remain rename unnamed. Not me though, because I recently <laughs> failed you guys. So it wasn't me. It was either Eric or, or Fergal. One of them didn't work. <laughs> let's just let's let let's let it. You know. That's that's it. No, let's, that's let's, fine. It doesn't really matter. I'm just glad that it wasn't me because this was bound to happen. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Also, yeah. Appar- apparently today. Today, I don't remember how much, uh, but uh, the uh, acclaimed recording artist Shaggy, it's his birthday, who infamously recorded the song, it wasn't me. Um, acclaimed? Also, Mr. Really? Bombastic. Telephone no, I don't know, acclaimed. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, he's probably not acclaimed. He made the, the tribute song to Lars Ulrich also, Mr. Bombastic. He, he did? There you go. Yeah. But anyway, oh, what, what happened? So, happy, 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 happy birthday to him, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers to his family. <laughs> <laughs> but he's as still alive. That's where we're recording. <laughs> like he's, not, he's, not, he's not dead. <laughs> That's thoughts and prayers that he's still alive. The setup we had was that we have two big horror fans here. Which yeah. would be the other two guys, Eric and Fergal. I asked them quite a few things about horror and uh, you know, trying to get in on their, their mindset in this whole thing. Yep. <laughs> we uh, divided it into the different aspects of the genre and the like the mm. the gory parts, the mystic parts or the thriller parts or mm. you know, kind of there's spooky stuff, there's violent stuff, and so on. I asked a few questions, and I got a good grasp on, on your view on this genre, but I can't really re-ask all those questions with the same enthusiasm. Yeah, we, but yeah. maybe you can summarize like uh, the, what we talked about in some way uh, regarding no. the genre okay, as a whole, <laughs> you know, because yeah. we're here to talk horror films and heavy metal, right? Yeah, so that's the, they, they, they sort of idea going to this. Initially, I got the idea when I was going to see... I was, gonna, I was watching uh, the new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills, uh, which is kind of a ridiculous title. I don't know who, who's because he, he, Halloween is not a person, uh, but <laughs> the concept. Um, yeah, uh, is kills like the new? Because I know the kids are saying something's cool. It slaps. Oh yeah. So Halloween slaps. So Halloween slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, anyways, in that movie, the the Swedish band Ghost have a song. It's not it, it, that's sort of connected to the movie. I don't know that's in the movie, uh, but there's a commercial for the song Hunter's Moon. Uh, um, before the movie, um, that got me thinking about you know metal in in horror in general, which is sort of a you know it's been a it, it thing for quite a while. Um, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so we kind of that's sort of where we. Uh, I mean, there's a lot in between there, but we can we, we'll get to that in a second. But that's sort of where we where we the the the, the main the uh, pitch of this was when I asked these guys to do this. So. We can get to that a bit, I guess. You also one of the things you did ask us was uh, Jonathan asked uh, me and Fergal was, um, you know, uh, what what's the appeal of of the of horror uh, to yeah. us? Uh, and you had a really good answer, as per my, which which sort of made me have to up my answer because mine was going to be ridiculous. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll try and summarize my answer again, yeah. uh, which was that um, horror has always kind of appealed to me since I was a child. It's been attracted to dark and sinister things and um when i was actually old enough to watch horror films um they did scare me um especially like nightmare on elm street and stuff like that but mm. i think jonathan's question was more like as an adult because as he's grown up and as all of us have grown up uh, we find that horror films don't really scare us anymore and like what's what's in it as for an adult to be interested in and what i said was like i'm, I'm particularly drawn to a specific genre of horror film from a particular time period it's usually 80s horror films ones that are considered maybe camp or uh, cheesy mm. in some ways, but to me, it's uh, the combination of the sinister villain, the usual 
soundtrack that's quite ominous um, uh, the setting is usually kind of one of two or three different places and it's all of that kind of combines together to create this charm of a type of film that you don't really get in any other genre or subgenre mm. um, and it's not enjoying them ironically it's not like look at how shit this is isn't this hilarious mm. um, it's more look at this isn't this really good and yes I'm not scared by it any longer but nothing um Nothing really combines all of these different aspects in such a way that horror does, and I don't think any mm. other genre can. Yeah, I mean, for context, what I said is that when I was uh, up to the age of 11, it was very scary, too scary, but I liked it, so I watched as much as I could muster, really. And then post-12, it wasn't scary anymore, and then I missed it. So mm-hmm. I was never in on the horror thing. And then uh, I also asked you guys about the, the different styles of horror. We talked about Saw with a... You're wearing a death mask. The key is behind your eye. Yeah, and which I we could, also I, point out that's not in the yeah, movie. I could, uh, <laughs> the key is uh, the, you're wearing a death mask. Is you're, in there. Yeah. You're like, that the is key, in there. The key is in your eye. You said. And who else times. was wearing a death mask? Yeah, the guy that bragged about half uh, a big bottle of vodka being half a night for him. Yeah. And yeah. then you know, because we talked about that too, like being numb to things, and like if you're an avid gore fan, for example, you watch a lot of gore movies. Where is it going to mm. lead? Like, uh, you watch one gore movie, it's Human yeah. Centipede, and they shit in each other's mouth. It's already quite severe. And then <laughs> what's the next step? I compared it to me listening to death metal and thrash metal and stuff to kind of go further and further. And But w- what we gathered well, wh- wh- is that you guys are not particularly big on the hor- on the gore aspect. Like, you're more in on the spooky aspect. Of well, not when it's gratuitous, like, really. But if it serves a purpose, it works. Yeah, uh, it's like anything, but also just just question like for you. So when you said you you know when you sort of got into more and more extreme, you know music genres and metal yeah. genres, you know what 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 eventually what how'd that play out? Because I'm assuming nowadays you, you, your life is not in uh, you know never ending quest for more extreme. You know I'm assuming at some point it plateaued and maybe even double backed. Mm-hmm. So you, you sort of found you know kind of weird sweet spot is. Uh, I'm assuming that happened. <coughs> That's a really good reply that you actually, that's good. Uh, first good thing with us having to re-record this, that, mm-hmm. that reply you had, didn't have it ready then. And no. uh, yeah, of course, that's a good thing. Uh, that, that's a good point. Like Thank you. You could actually reach a, pl- plat- reach a plateau. You don't have to go into watching snuff to go even more extreme. And sure, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. I mean, you don't have to. I'm but I, mean, I, would say, I, I would say the biggest step was when I heard End of Death by Slayer. And it was just yeah. too, too hard. The topic, the subject matter and everything was too extreme. And I was mm. just 14 at that time. So I guess that was really kind of the plateau. Uh, I wouldn't say that listening to death metal afterwards was more extreme or anything. I think still think it's one of the hardest songs in ever. You know, so, so you have a good point there. And maybe you can actually be interested in the gore aspect of horror and still not become a snuff addict. You know? th- th- I think it's very possible. <laughs> Hopefully. <Yes. laughs> yeah. So, uh, what else did we bring up? Like an important important points. Uh, we have, uh, have a few musical examples. I brought a few, so I'm gonna redo the first one that I already played. Obviously. Well, uh, well how, how about we just? I can just go ahead and edit that in. Strong than any and every virus to 
When uh, remember one one time when um, we were doing an episode and the, we, it was with Greg I think, and um, uh, there's a bit where we where we were going to take a bit of a break, and since I was recording this way, I just uh, we, we were local recordings. There was we were I think right. Uh, I, I don't know. I think there was a big chunk of the episode in between sort of bits where I just the recordings just kind of were keep kept running. So I was just sitting here talking to myself, or I was just saying weird things that he was going to hear afterwards. Yeah. And I, cl- I claimed, like, that. I, what did I claim? Like, I had information who killed, like, one of the Swedish prime ministers. All these kind of weird yeah. things. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> I, yeah. I like to get that material. I cut it in at the end sometimes. So. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's right. No, I, I had photographic evidence that, and I mentioned a Swedish. Uh, Martin Timmel. Yeah, he, he's, he's a, he's a, he used to run a, he, he's a TV personality who, who got Me Too a while back. And I had I said that I had photographic evidence that he he murdered Princess Diana. I do not. <laughs> right, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, avenge my death. You know, if I get caught. Yeah. But, so uh, so far, though, so, so far that hasn't happened. Uh, and you left that in, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, I put it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me ranting. It's good for that. Me. But yeah. uh, um, what, I mean, what's that? It, obviously, we can't recreate the whole conversation. It's impossible. But that's kind of some points we land on anyway. And mm. I play that example that you probably have cut in by now. In yeah, some hopefully. Way. Yeah, one I, I would guess, hope. <laughs> I guess your comments will suffice <laughs> on, on that one. Yeah. Uh, again, good luck with that. But uh, then we're here, and we can have another example that you could bring in. So um, we we did. We'll get to this. So uh, the initial sort of thing I uh, had as a uh, sort of test my two fellow podcasted with at the moment was uh, to find an example of metal in or heavy or, or hard rock within horror that works and one that doesn't work um that turned out to be pretty hard uh but i did find one that i think works very well and one of my one of my first sort of experiences with uh, heavy metal in or you know hard rock within horror and that was obviously uh the song he's back by alice cooper which was in the uh, friday 13th part six uh you probably heard it if you haven't here's a little bit of that right now So so when when uh, when when my, so and also mentioned that and I didn't get, this I didn't say so this is this is new this is new content this is good this is worth it uh, when we did uh, we did this as a because it's, it's a fun song to play um, we did it as a, at a cover gig or a Halloween gig about two years ago and uh, the bit that they couldn't the singer and uh, the the drummer because they did they did uh, they the, the drummer did harmonies in this bit there's a part in the lyrics that they couldn't get through the first couple times without you know fucking dying of laughing it's uh, during the sort of a bridge bit. Where they sing the words, but he's a dangerous, dangerous man. Yeah, pretty good. The bits he's after that even is, and he's out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, ain't that trouble. He's a dangerous man and he's out tonight. <laughs> Lock up your daughters. <laughs> Immediately. 
Dangerous men in your area. Uh, Fergal, Fergal, uh, Fergal's example was Alice Cooper, right? He turned up in a movie. Yeah, actually, that's where we ended up losing the episode last time. Yeah, or right. no, so that's where I realized that I hadn't been recording for the past hour and ten minutes. Um, oh, it, it was me, by the way. It was me the whole time. There we uh, go. <laughs> so, in, contra- in contrast to Shaggy, who it was, he says he wasn't me. You're yes. saying it w- was me. It was, it was me. me. Um, and I didn't press record. It was me. Because yeah. <laughs> you're a dangerous, dangerous man. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, I was saying that um, the first time I kind of realized the connection between horror and heavy metal was when I was watching Wayne's World. And I was always obsessed with horror as a child, but I was saying the last time, like, I'd be in the video shop and I'd be looking at the videos, but I was never allowed to rent them until I was old enough. But I was allowed to watch Wayne's World. And when that Alice Cooper bit came on where they went to concert briefly and he comes out and he does free- Feed My Frankenstein, mm-hmm. I always remember really, like, being enthralled by that part of the film. Yeah, and even the backstage bit, which is supposed to be funny and stuff, I was just in awe of this person who... I didn't know who he was, but mm. it just completely appealed to me. The whole... The, the fact that the song was about Frankenstein and then even the way he was dressed and the way he looked was just cool and scary. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I, I love Alice Cooper now, but I remember years later, like, we got some free CD with the newspaper and it was, like, ultimate classic rock anthems. And... um. There was a Alice Cooper Poison song on it, and I was like, "Give me that, I'll take that." Thank you very much. And I was like, mm-hmm. "I'd never heard the song as far as I knew at the time, but um, I was like, just kind of that's the guy from Wayne's World. I know I'm gonna like this. Uh, I went and listened to it, and I really did. But that was like his whole thing, his whole shtick is horror, and it always has been. Like his stage props, he beheads himself, he hangs himself. Uh, yeah. Even he, mm-hmm. one of his very early albums is there's a song called The Ballad of Dwight Fry. He was an old uh, classic era of horror films actor uh he's been obsessed with horror kind of since day one yeah uh, yeah there's he even uh this this is the last thing i said right before we, we had to restart there was a uh i just thought about it right now because i can still see the link in my uh sort of bookmarks uh so he released uh there's a there's a game called horror box which essentially is cards against humanity but just horror themed mm. uh and so it's supposed to be alice cooper's horror box so i mean i mean he probably has as much to do with the game as you know he, he i mean he, he it's his face and his name on it I, he didn't he didn't design this thing uh but it's it's still kind of fun you know so we usually play it at the pub um you know it's not not particularly difficult it it, it literally is it's cards and humanity but horror themed uh the only difference is there's bits like there's every now you can get a dare card mm. and they're worth more points and it's like it could be something like you know go out in the street and howl like a werewolf or it's like one of the ones i got i recall was saying uh, candy man's name five times in the mirror and i did that that was fine mm. But yeah, but it's, it's so he, he's obviously, if you're a horror and a rock fan, you know you can't go wrong with a bit of Alice Cooper or another guy, Rob Zombie has kind of the same horror. I mean, it's di- different. Different. I say, I'll say this. I, I don't mean that they're musically, you know, equal or that you know, or even do the same thing. But they're still, you know, they're still rock guys who who obviously are very connected with horror. Even you know, Rob Zombie's made quite a few horror movies. Yeah. I don't. I think with Rob Zombie, like what. I have the opposite of recency bias. Like, if it's... I, I have no interest in anything he has to say or do with horror. I can't tell you why, but I just don't. I've never mm-hmm. watched the Halloween films he did. I like when I see him as a talking head on a music documentary. I think he's funny and he makes a lot of sense, but I'm just like, I'm not watching your film. Like, And I don't know why. If Alice Cooper made a film, I'd watch it immediately. But it, it's more to do with, like, uh, for some reason, him doing a Halloween film to me is inauthentic. And I don't know why mm. exactly, but it, it just is. Gimmicky, perhaps. Maybe, maybe gimmicky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were pretty pissed when you know when he was going to do that, 
Um, and obviously these don't ex- these aren't in canon where continuity with the other ones. It's just kind of a bit of fun, I think. Uh, I, I do like his uh, some of his movies. Uh, like there's a movie one of the movie called Devil's Rejects is one of my favorite movies. Um, but I don't know if I would have. I think I also discover them right around the right time just for me to discover them. Um, I don't know if if I saw like those now or House of a Thousand Corpses now. I don't. That was his first film. I don't know if I you know would like it the same way I did when I saw it. when I because I first time I saw it was back in like two thousand three. Yeah, um, but See, I, yeah, I, I haven't yeah. seen any of them. I must say, sorry, as a disclaimer there for my complete <laughs> prejudice for no reason, uh, I haven't seen any of his films. He does. Ha- he does have, like I said, he does have a very sort of um, specific kind of style and tone, and that's not you know it's not for everyone. Uh, he's doing uh, currently a re- uh, sort of like an updated version or a re- it's not a remake because it's not a TV series, but there's an old TV series called The Monsters. Yeah, uh, he's he's doing a version of that. People are very already up in arms about this. Do I think it's going to be great? No, probably not, because I can't imagine what he's going to do with it. That's going to, you know. I mean, translate. the original one wasn't great either. Let's be honest. Like, it was. I, I, I mean, I like it because I saw it. I saw it when I was a kid. And there's well, some so, so did I. Like, but it was it was very very much like daytime TV camp. I mean, is yeah. Is there anything like actually artistic about it or that he can fuck up? No, there's just, there's just a bit of the, there's a, there's a vibe to it. I guess that kind of it's kind of charming kind of vibe. I uh, I. Re- I mean, I did revisit a few episodes later in later in life, and there's yeah, I, I chuckled a couple of times, but like I was gonna like I need to go and oh I gotta find a box set of the whole thing, uh, and then I, that kind of I didn't do it because like I, I'm I'm good, but I might you know it, it's it's still it's it's it has a kind of sort of cartoony kind of Adams family kind of vibe which I kind of dig which is fun, but the Adams family you know yeah you'd probably find a box set on a pirate ship docked at a bay somewhere close. Uh, uh yes, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard tell of this. <laughs> I'd say that's better than spending real money on it, because you'd probably be after you, after nostalgia wears off, you'd probably be like, yeah, it's a monster. Well, I'll tell you what, what I did a couple of years ago is I, I, uh, I was doing a bit of drunk Amazoning, and I accidentally I ordered. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a huge Robin Williams fan, I ordered uh, Mark and Mindy the complete series. Oh I got through like five episodes. <laughs> How many were there? Like in the hundreds? M- more, more than five. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I can find. I think it's pro- probably like um, it went for four seasons, and those are long seasons. I think so. Yeah, back in those days. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, there's some bits that are okay. I kind of again, it was. I had a chuckle or two, but it was uh, okay. Ninety four episodes. So. Okay. So I, it's still waiting there for me to to do it. So at some point, I might. Those those yeah. are eighty nine. One of these days. You yeah. need a proper lock up for that, or lock in. In what was the word? Lock in. What's the word? Lock in. Lock up. Lockdown. 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 Lock in. <laughs> yeah, lockdown for that. Everybody Nine, lock up. Yeah. Four episodes. I, I have well, if, you do get, if you do get locked in, remember the key is in your eye. The key is behind your eye. <laughs> the key is behind your eye. You're wearing a death mask. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad um, we got that back in. Yeah. So, yeah, um, back to, yeah, so we're kind of back in line. Uh, I, I'm sure we said a lot of things that would have been great content that are lost forever, and we can't do anything about it. But uh, we did have a we'll discussion we'll anyway new about horror. Great yeah, content. And, and from here on, we can create new content. I think mm. what we missed the most was the references to Jigsaw with the, uh, mm. the key behind your eye. And you mentioned that it's Cooper. That was important. Uh, we got that in there. The Pantera bit, you'll have to edit in without Fergal. He said some nice stuff on it, but hey, there we are. Uh, oh, we also, I mean, we could also just... That was Pantera okay. doing the Dracula 2000 uh, oh yeah so Dracula Dracula 2000 was a movie that came out obviously in 2000 in Sweden it was called Dracula 2001 yeah right and you can definitely find material for that I guess put that in even add your own voiceover whatever comment on it yeah I mean there's a cool song it's a cool song Avoid the Light Pantera one of the last songs they did and they did for a a 
well, kind of I guess crappy Dracula movie. I'm guessing. I, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I, I, we, you know, it is. It has a very, very 2000 kind of kind of vibe. Uh, Unslayer um, Bloodline, same film. Yeah. There's also some Monster Magnet in there. There was uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, now another. So we also we mentioned that that Pantera tune was one of the, the last couple ones they ended up recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for another movie that came out a couple years later, there was yet another one. Uh, and this is one of my examples of where I kind of felt this was a very weird. Um, Soundtrack choice. So in 2003, uh, they, they came. There's a movie called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which has been remade. There's been plenty of sequels, um, and plenty then of remakes. Remade, re- more than one remake, remake right? Or maybe uh, just one. Not. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it's it's kind of confusing. I mean, they they don't. So to the 2003 is is a straight up remake, uh, and then there've been a couple sequels to that, and that that don't really necessarily work, you know, continuity wise with that one, but they're they're there. And there's a prequel that there's so they made at least like one or two that are connected to that one. Currently, there's a sequel coming out that should be out this year. That is a sequel to the first movie, so it kind of ignores everything else. I think mm. that's very popular these days. I feel yeah. conning away all the stuff. We 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 talked me and Fergal talking Twitter about the you know the the new Halloween movies kind of kind of retconned out. There are you know like tons of sequels, but there's like four timelines through the Halloween franchise now. Yeah. If you want to go and follow them, um, yeah, right. and. It you know it's uh, I'm not a big fan of that. I guess they could have maybe again. This is just I've sort of had this theory for a while that a lot of times when they do this kind of thing where they retcon it just to I mean obviously it makes it easier for them to for them you know they don't need to you know there's a lot of information and a lot of characters they don't need to take into account. Uh, but it doesn't have to for me. It doesn't have to click perfectly. That's kind of I think the Marvel you know the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe maybe kind of has ruined movies in that sense. I, I, I love them, but it's okay for it not, doesn't have, doesn't have to work perfectly. It can just kind of, it kind of works because that's what it needs to do for the story. Uh, mm. Either way, or I don't know, that's just kind of why I feel like, like there's like a friend of mine who's obsessed with these movies was annoyed by the new Suicide Squad, which is not Marvel, it's DC, but that, that didn't work for some of the stuff from the previous movie. I said, well, it doesn't have to. It just, it just kind of stands on its own. It, it, it works that way. Like, oh no, it, you know, it annoyed him that they didn't click perfectly to the other one. Right. And are you saying that Marvel Cinematic Universe has now caused so much attention to detail that every single piece of a, a film and its sequels have to make sense now? It's ruined th- everything. Maybe a little bit. So that's why people are retconning shit left, right, and center now. They're like, oh, I'm not going to get caught on detail. I'm just going to retcon. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think I made part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, but, you know, also, because, like, for the, okay, so the new Halloween uh, movies um, essentially ignore every sequel ever made. So just the, this is directly after the first one. Uh, so they sort of, uh, in this new sort of uh, timeline, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis' character, Laurie Strode, is his. his is not sister to Michael Myers, mm. uh, and nothing happened in other movies. You know, like in, like in, in the original run, the second Halloween movie is a direct continuation. So yep. there's a this this didn't happen here. Mm. So in this new movie, essentially Michael Myers killed three people and has been locked up for that. You know, also it, it kind of makes him. I mean, you know, I understand. You know, obviously in the real world terms, you know, killing three people is. You know, it's still bad, but in that kind of context, he became way less scary. Like he, so he killed mm. he killed three people. Okay, mm. uh, he so. didn't he didn't kill ten people for a further five films. No, yeah, it's like you know, and like so, yeah, um, and I I don't know why they 
you know, they could have made, they could have done it connected to the second one even. That even that would have worked better. I didn't yeah. like that. Uh, was a lot of stuff that that kind of annoyed me like that. But so, anyways, there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, sequel coming out sometime this year on Netflix, apparently. But the 2003 version had uh, uh, quite a, quite a big uh, the soundtrack. There's an album available with it. There's two albums. There's the score itself, which was in the movie, uh, and then there was the soundtrack with a bunch of sort of a bunch of a uh, metal that was sort of big at the time. Uh, but the movie takes place in 1973. So, while you have, like, Static X and Pantera on the mm. soundtrack, kind of makes no sense to me. Because mm. mm. there's no way it's going to be in the movie. It doesn't make sense. It's true. Does that bother you when they do that? kind of? Um... I, mean, I mean, I don't know. It seems, it seems like... Uh, a little sometimes, I think. I mean, you know, it's... Um, I think that that was, a, that was a very, you know, early 2000s thing where you would have these, you know, massive albums with, you know, songs just sort of vaguely, uh, you know inspired or it's you know music inspired by the motion picture is, is the way it's and that the matrix had that most of the songs were in the movie i think uh but sometimes that can kind of especially when it takes place what they should have done is maybe i would have it would be less if that the soundtrack to that movie with the you know the album should have been kind of era appropriate stuff that would have nest you know like maybe like there's, there's tons of stuff that would have worked for that uh you know the, the uh, sort of pantera b-side you know, this movie there's a movie the song called immortally insane you know, has nothing to do with, uh, you know, that at all. I, I don't know people. I don't know if this was a thing where people wrote songs for it, uh, for the that specifically. I don't think so, but that can annoy me sometimes. Yes, I was gonna say when I was kind of looking up stuff to talk about on this episode, Stranger Things came up and uh, a lot of criticisms. Speaking of horror, obviously, a lot of criticisms about Stranger Things were things like um, that song wasn't actually out in 1983. It didn't come out until March of 1984. But in this episode, it's. Uh, it takes place in 1993. No, yeah. <laughs> Close enough, I would say, on that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. One. I know. I was just wondering. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I mean, that, that could, I mean, I, yeah, people are more like, yeah, I can, Actually, that's kind of ridiculous. I enjoy that series. It reminded me of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I watched. That's a good one. I watched that one as a kid, and that was when I was still shit scared of everything in mm. that and had nightmares over it. And that was kind of the thing, right? Um, in early years, it was really visceral, and a visceral experience for me, too much so. And yeah. then mm. too little so. But mm. I found my way into another kind of realm of horror, if you will. And I also brought examples from that. So I'm going to play mm-hmm. one and see if you see if you recognize it, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. So we're going to, so. It's going to be, th- yeah. It's going to be three little listening examples, but uh, we're going to talk in between. They're not, they're cool. not huge. Don't worry. Uh, here we go. So this is, uh, we're going back to my age, 12, 13. So actually kind of the age where I got into Maiden as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, with this one. harder example than Pantera in the few 2000s. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't Do you have any this. clue. It could be anything. Right. In- incidental music from an episode of Goosebumps. I don't know. Yeah. What it is, is it's uh, written by the Capcom theme, uh, probably Japanese writers then, and it's from the video game Resident Evil 2, which uh, was a big, big thing for me uh, at age 12. And then again, I was shit scared. Because around 12, that's when the horror stopped working for me in terms of scaring the shit out of me. But mm. the horror games, they did work for me. 
And uh, Resident Evil 2 at that age, that was horrible in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of just, but those ones just are scary. Dreadful the fucking set. experience, really. Yeah. And uh, this was called a library. So this this delightful piece is played in the library and is filled with those notes that just jarring, just, uh, you know, I don't feel good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had to bring that in. Also, there's a metal connection because uh, uh, there was a film. Resident yeah, there was film. many films, um, but the first one had a very metal-heavy kind of situation. I think Marilyn Manson did a lot of the, the, the score for it, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff. But there's like, you got Slipknot on there, and you got like... Uh, Rammstein uh, as well. Rammstein, so, but it was, it was like remixes of their stuff, so it was like someone, you know... So it was the songs, but they were slightly you know altered a little bit, like it was the, you know, the, like within parentheses, Resident, Resident Evil mix or something like that. Right. There were other metal guys on the same soundtrack mm-hmm. but i haven't seen mm-hmm. the film you know i've just played the games but for me that was my continuation of what horror was about was playing these i think yeah. they're called survival horror games i think so yeah yeah I, I remember first seeing resident evil i didn't have a playstation at the time but my friend did and um we went over to his house and his brother had rented resident evil from like the local shop and I just remember whatever the, like just the early start of the game, and uh, I, I thought the graphics were outstanding because at the time they were cutting edge. And then one of the zombies just starts walking towards the guy, and it was like, <laughs> I was "Yeah, scared shitless." Like, and I would have been like thirteen or something at the time. But I was part of the panic shitless. there is, I remember playing the first oh, yeah. one quite a bit, and the panic there is because uh, in later games when the you know the game controls got better, the control mechanisms. Mm. It was slightly less scary. Part of it was it was. I agree. Like, I so agree. Fucking hard to move the guy, and you yeah, can you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the set angle, I like the set angle rather than yeah. 3D or first person, mm. because the set yeah, angle so it uh, kind of uh, gives ground for a, a bit of a. You can direct it more, like you can hide yeah. parts of the room, mm. and uh, yeah, I, I just loved that experience. But I I couldn't play it alone. I had to play it with a friend because <laughs> it was it was yeah. just too scary at that age, 12, 13, I, and uh, you know just like. I didn't really have nightmares over it, so it wasn't. Uh, it didn't traumatize well, me, but it was right. a visceral experience for sure. Let's. Uh, I have a. I have a. I have a uh, idea there, subject or a question there, but I'm going to very quickly go grab a beer. I'll be right back. Right. Yep. Yeah, but he's back. The man behind the mask. Out <laughs> of control. Anyway, it's dangerous. What? Was there anything else we missed, Eric, from the Lost recording? The Lost in a Lost I World? I mean, probably some stuff, but I, th- I think this is, this is, I think so far this is better. Yeah, I mean, it becomes more concise because you don't search for it as much. So it's, I mean, re-recording yeah. is usually good. I've, I've had this with music, not with a podcast, but I've had it with music yeah. that you, lo- you lose the original recording and you lose your shit over it, but then you re-record it and it's like, oh shit, it's, it sits better now. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think that's, that's definitely the case, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's the money shot. There gonna... we go. The man behind the mask. Out, completely out of control. It's a, that's a Jason mask, I would say. It is. Yes, you, you are correct, sir. <laughs> I know that little. <laughs> there you go. It'd be really weird if you were like silent for the rest of the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, just being in the mask. Every now and again. <laughs> it actually gets really sweaty yeah. within a bit. There's a little minutes. crossed over microphone in your corner again, Fergal. So it literally was just being silent. Oh, I was, I was, I turned off the sound so you wouldn't hear me. Nice mask, though. Mask. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, that was just a little treat there. Nice treat. It'd be, it'd be, it would be far less intimidating if Jason walked around making the uh, noise, or if he was wearing like cause that's a hockey mask. So I guess goalies kind of wore that. If he's wearing a modern like goalie helmet, yeah. <laughs> or just a mullet. 
The mullet. Yeah, yeah. The mullet. Yeah, he, look, he, he looks like a Canadian hockey player. He's like Dave. I don't know. He's not a. Okay, he, Dave Coulier is not a hockey player, but he's from Canada. Anyway, uh, I, he, he, I, wore, he wore a lot of hockey jerseys on Full House. So I have another um, musical example, a song I really mm-hmm. like. It's on the same topic, so that's why I'm just going for it. And uh, Go for it. This one, I guess you would recognize. Let's see. I uh, actually do not, or I just kind of recognize it, but I, mm-hmm. I, I need you to tell me what it is. I don't recognize that at all. It's all right. a theme of Laura. It's a title of the track. It's by uh, Akira Yamaka, um, mm-hmm. and it's for uh, Silent Hill 2. And that was the other game that I played when, you know, when horror uh, didn't, when horror didn't oh, scare yeah. me anymore, but horror games did. And Silent Hill was horrible mentally. <laughs> it was a horrible game. That's why I didn't mentally. get it, because I, I didn't play a hell of a lot of horror games. Uh, no, it was just like uh, really hard on, on, on the... On the on the psychic aspects of of your brain or something it's just uh, i still haven't really got my mind around it and i couldn't play the sequels because it was just too hard for me to do but but this song has a a, a sad feeling to it and also a bit of a spy vibe that i really like and uh, yeah. it's just in- intriguing I, I would say and that game was going for a more cerebral less maybe gory approach it had gore but it was going for a more cerebral like what the hell is even reality kind of vibe which i guess yeah. you can find in some horror films I Have you know. seen the movie Silent Hill? Uh, yeah, I didn't particularly like it. It didn't come it, close it went, to the games for me, no. Yeah, it went more gore there, didn't it? It was okay, but uh, the games were just something else. It was just really like, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, it was a bit of a terror or, um, you know, just, just not nice, but nice. I don't know how to say it. I, and that's maybe something you can find in horror, that it's not yeah, nice, yeah. but it's nice. Um, yeah. Now, um... Makes you feel ill at ease, which is right, yeah, kind right. of part of the charm. And like well Indeed. directed, it's not a film, so it's not directed in the same way, but it's still directed. There's just like a story being told and it's mysterious mm. enough and also very uncomfortable that you never really know what's even the adversary. Because it's sort of like, we talked about Stranger Things, it's sort of like the upside down comes in mm. there too. Everything turns into rust and it's even more horrible. Mm. It was horrible before and now yeah. it's more horrible and you don't know why. Are you having a fever dream or mm. what's going on? And that's yeah. the kind of horror that I like because it goes very cerebral and very yeah. philosophical almost. Yeah. Yeah, Stranger Things has a very co- it has also that kind of 80s kind of uh, vibe. Which is cool. Um, and, this, and the soundtrack is also very so John Carpenter. I'm watching, as uh, not as we speak because I'm doing this, but uh, the, have, you seen, have any of you seen American Horror Story? Yeah. Um, go on. <laughs> I've, seen right. some of, so I've seen some of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it all either, but I'm currently watching season nine, which is called 1984, and it takes place in like it's kind of it is kind of a slasher kind of deal, and the theme is very John Carpentery. It's so it's 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 right up my alley that way. Okay, not all of it's stuff I actually enjoy. I, I have there's some of the seasons it's been really uh, you know rough watch. That's, so it sounds uh, good. I might watch that one. Yeah. I watched the first one, which they move into a new house, and there's so much history there. Like, and Jess, Jessica Lang is in it. I mean, she's probably in yeah. them all, but um. 
she, uh, what's the first one? I can't remember, but I like. I thought it was. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's, it, the first one's called Murder House. So yeah, I think Murder that's, House, that's, that's it. Yeah, and I, yeah. like I thought it was brilliant up until the last episode, where I just thought they threw it all out the window because they didn't know how to write the ending. And then that happens sometimes. Yeah. And then the second one I watched was the Asylum one, and like about halfway mm-hmm. through that, I just had completely lost what was going on. I couldn't keep up with yeah. it any longer. There was too many twists and turns and people double crossing each other and. But then I was just like, I actually don't care. <laughs> I don't yeah. care who's you lost me. Is on. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to like yeah. it, but I just I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. But what ended up happening was like a year ago, I because um, I saw the first two seasons and it was fine. Um, it didn't really. Yeah, I, I think I kind of agree about the they kind of you know shit the bed in the landing, even both in both seasons. I think. Um, so I didn't keep watching him, and then people were like, "Oh, you gotta keep watching it. It gets so good." I'm like, all right, fine. And then you know, like five years later, I yeah. watched the third season, which is called Coven. It's about witches, and that was really good. Okay, yeah. So I got kind of pumped, yeah. and I watched the fourth season, and it's it's called Freak Show, and that lost me. So I, then I didn't watch again. For it's a good band, like- also Coven, nineteen sixty nine. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I there, yeah, I remember you mentioning them before. I think actually, but um. The, 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 you have to keep watching a brigade people you want to be careful with those because like I think sometimes they are people who have spent eight seasons watching a show and are trying to justify the time they spent watching it by pretending it's better than it actually was and forcing you to watch it as well yeah you, you have invested yeah. hours you're part of it kind of yeah, yeah there's a vested interest in other people watching yeah. them as well like, I don't remember just, which just, series that was but it was something I watched I, fucking kept, pyramid scheme. I kept watching it and I didn't yeah. enjoy it and I told people don't watch it but I'm going to keep watching it because I'm stuck. It happens, right? If you're a few seasons mm. in. Yeah, but the people are like, yeah, oh, you have to watch it. No, season seven is brilliant. You're like, but there's... No, no, they're trying to pull you down into their yeah. stupid addiction. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, mean, I, I've, I have said I've said that legit a few times and I meant it. Not like I'm going to... F- mm. I'm taking you down with me, motherfucker. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like, I think if something isn't like... If it's not... If, if you have to keep watching more than one full season for it to get going, well, then it can piss off, like, in my, in my opinion. Um... It should be, like halfway through the first season, it should be hooking you. And if, if it hasn't, then it hasn't done its job. If somebody's trying to sell me on something saying, oh, the season two, it really picks up. I'm like, well, I don't know. I had one of those. That was Vikings. The, the first season was a bit cheap. It wasn't that good. Second was good. Third was good. But then it lost again. So I wouldn't recommend Vikings to anyone, really. You know, but, uh, but second I mean, season I mean, was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if, if you're going to, I mean, in any other kind of avenue of life, it would you wouldn't be able to sell anyone on something like that. Like if you if you if you're, you're proposing to someone, like would you marry me? Like and by the way, it's gonna suck the first six years in the seventh. Yeah. Yeah. After after six years, it's gonna be great. Watch, watch, watch errors and errors of crap. That's not good. But you need to pay attention to, and <laughs> then yeah. and then you will be. Re- it's like you'll be rewarded in the next life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like for, for me in American Horror Story, like when I watched, because so eventually I, I did see. I, I gave up on the freak show. I didn't watch it anything more for quite a while. And then I needed something to watch. And I was like, oh, there's, there's one called Apocalypse. I heard that's all right. So I jumped in that one. That was good. And I probably did miss a few references because I hadn't seen other ones. But I, I still enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, so that's fine. Um, so, but all right. So let's, we haven't. Um, I still now, have one more example, but I can save well, it for yeah, well, a bit. No, you do you, you yours and then we'll move on after that one. Right. So. I gotta we're, say, we're I thought this was gonna be a sour beer. It said strawberry on it. It is not a sour beer. All right. Is it sweet? I mean, it's sort of. It just is it beer. Okay. It is beer. That's it. Is it is. Last example for me is purely musical, but the horror aspect of it is very mainstream, very big, very renowned. So it fits Whoa. in that way. Um, 
Uh, for me, again, I discovered it only through music, but um, here we go. Go back to season 14 of your life. Yeah. Okay, here we go. It gets really good in season 15. <laughs> So for me, that was yeah, the so first uh, minute and 40 seconds of uh, Tubular, Bell- Tubular Bells by Mike mm, Oldfield, yeah. which I discovered just as that. But I always found that has to be a soundtrack or something in my head. Mm. And uh, I just Googled it. It's The Exorcist, a film yeah. that I've had around my, you know, people have been talking about it f- mm. all through my life. I haven't even seen it. But uh, obviously it's the soundtrack from that. And it was mm. lifted from Tubular Bells by yeah. Mike Oldfield. And I assume you've both seen it. I only saw The Exorcist for the first time about two years ago, would you believe? And oh. I, I, I always wanted to watch it, but my partner at the time had this weird thing about... Um, partner for ten and a half years had this weird thing oh, wow. about um, uh, being possessed and um, uh, possessions, demonic possessions. And she's like, I don't even want you to watch it in the house when I'm not there. And I was like, hmm. okay. That's been insane. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I was like, nice. I honored it because it was a it was a serious thing on her part. I was like, oh, okay, fine. So then we broke up, and then about three days later, I watched it, and um, it, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. it was it was brilliant. But um, I remember coming across the um, the theme music to The Exorcist in the opposite way that you said, Jonathan. So that was actually banned in Ireland when it was released in film. Wow. Or in TNT. Mm, yeah, it was a big. Sorry, sorry in th- film. What am I trying to say? When it was released theatrically, sorry, in yeah. 1973, yeah. it was banned in Ireland, and they didn't release it um, until the 25th anniversary. So around 98, <clears throat> it came out in Ireland for the first time, and all the ads would be on television, and you'd hear this music going, do, 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 and that right immediately hooks you in, and it's spooky. Right. And then yeah. we found out that my friend's dad actually had the CD of Mike Oldfield in his CD collection, and we were like, that's the fucking Exorcist music. Um, and yeah. so we found it the opposite way, but... Um, yeah, it was it was really exciting just to even see the ad for it on television because it had been a band for so long in Ireland, but I didn't see it for another uh, another twenty odd years, I'd say. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's so weird because it's um, there's a dude on YouTube who does. I mean, it's like so and so meets metal. So he'll take like a theme song, he'll metal it up, and he does this really. I mean, he does this thing where he winks into the camera before he plays because that's that's what you do. It annoys the fuck out of me. Either way, that's fine. <laughs> um, but. Um, uh, and but a lot of times I think he did he, he did do the exercise at some point, and what struck me of that is all the kind of spookiness, the whole vibe disappears completely when it's like you know these chugging guitars like mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Yeah, uh, like when you hear someone does like a cover of the Halloween uh, theme, which is a great theme. I'll put a bit of that in here. Have you heard that, Jonathan? Yeah, I've heard it. It's yeah. I like it too. It's great. Really cool. Yeah, but that also. But very lot, a lot of it's lost. It's just like it's it's the space between the notes that creates the tension. Yeah, it is uh, right. Uh, and I mean, even the story of the album is Tubular Bells. It's not horror, but it involves uh, severe mental conditions on, mm. on on you know on the part of Mike Oldfield. He was like a very troubled kid, and he made this album as a teenager by his by himself, which is normal these days, you know, with a computer. Mm. But he didn't have that, so it's all based on kind of loops and layers, as you can hear in this song. It starts with that piano pattern, 
and then they kind of add the bass. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. I don't know which part they used for the Exorcist. Actually, they just used the sort probably of, just I, the even, scary part, right? Yeah, because even in this one, the things like when every now and again, like duh, that's not in the movie. Exactly, uh, and then it turns into this kind of uh, symphonic album made by a teenager, a depressed teenager that made his album. Uh, it became his life was only revolving this particular album. He made it, now, and it's a bestseller. It turned out yeah, a bestseller yeah. because uh, Bronson, you know, that dude that goes to space, Richard Bronson. Yeah. Virgin Records. He was just a young playboy at the time, and he he didn't have any connections. He just wanted to release music, so he he took on Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells. But he always wanted vocals on it. Can you add vocals? Can you make it sound like the Beach Boys? <laughs> you know, he didn't have any understanding of music whatsoever. But uh, luckily, they didn't put vocals on it. It was the first release on Virgin Records and a bestseller, a huge one. And for yeah. a, such a strange album, you know, this this is basically prog rock or even not even it's just yeah. weird music so i i yeah i took my opportunity well, to include it it has a nice backstory and it is also the it's, soundtrack it, of the it's cool it's eerie yeah uh i i i bought the um uh the uh the director's cut of uh exist about like a couple weeks ago i'd seen it a while back but uh because i because i it, the regular ver- i was it was on streaming the regular version i watched that and i was like this really sucks i really need to see the the, the version the first version i remember seeing mm. was the uh, I think it's not even called director's cut. It's called like the version. Uh, your man's name, whatever his name is, William. Let me see if I can William, find. Not yeah, William Blake, but let me yeah. see. It's, it's um, William Blake. <laughs> not William Blake. Okay. Blake. Yeah. It's, so anyway, it's it's called it's called it also is called the director's cut, but also <laughs> the, the version you've ne- the version you've never seen. All right. Okay. Apparently. Well, that's a sales, and there's sales a lot, pitch right there. Yeah, the William so Friedkin in, cut is that, is that there you go there you go yeah. Like that, yeah. Uh, and in there there's so much things that make it so much like, again The Exorcist is, is a fucking amazing movie but it's no sorry it, that's The Exorcist 3 there's the William Friedkin cut never mind yeah. I haven't seen the third Carry one actually. On. I've seen the second one yeah. I've seen the, the there's a there's a uh, there's a like a prequel that came out a couple um, years I mean say a couple years probably like well over two decades at this point uh, with the <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård uh, playing uh, the same character that Max Macedo played but you know, earlier but the um, actually this is a very good example of where it's like there's no huge jump scares mm-hmm. and there's maybe one or two but not not in the kind of modern horror kind of thing which I kind of find kind of tedious uh, but it's, there's a sense of unease through the whole thing mm-hmm. and you feel like kind of mm-hmm. there's so much subliminal like stuff there's like images that show up that you're not like um, uh, there's just flashes, and they, they add to a sense of you know just unease, which is kind of cool. It, it it's 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 amazing. It's a great movie. Um, I uh, and I'm, I saw I'm looking that first forward. Time. I'm looking forward to see it for the first time, especially oh, yeah, now. Yeah. Especially now. Good pitch. Do do you have do you have a do you have a Blu-ray player? Uh, DVD. <laughs> mm. But I guess I could illegally download it as well in high. Okay. You could borrow it from the the ship that is uh, borrow it from the pirate bay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so those are yours, yeah, cool. Uh, there was so. one more, and I was really eager to play it, but then uh, now I got like excited by the by the Exorcist, and I forgot it, so it might come back to me. It was more mm. towards metal again, but uh, I'm guessing we'll yeah, have examples good, in the uh, meantime. All, all of the stuff so. I said about the Exorcist and the Exorcist tree was nonsense. Disregard all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you didn't uh, di- didn't not record that part. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anyone listening now, just just disregard all of that. Uh, the yeah. name William is important, but that's about sounded it. like it made sense to me anyway. <laughs> uh, so all right, so uh, 
do, do you have any examples with you? Because you know Jonathan did his very much did his homework. So like, and I, 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 when, yeah. when you're playing your clips there, Jonathan, how are you doing it? I don't want to do it because uh, I, I just routed the whole system into this. But you could do screen sharing, and yeah. that's what Eric does when he's. I don't really have any clips lined up, but like one of the main mm. examples I have of like horror and uh, metal crossing over is the Iced Earth album Horror Show from 20 mm, years that's ago. That's a good one. Um, which references all the old Universal movies, horror um, mm. characters, which is some uh, kind of a genre of horror that we didn't touch on. And, and the earliest example of it really um, is all of those classic films uh, like Frankenstein, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, all the various early Dracula films, the, the original classic one like with Bela Lugosi in it, just called mm -hmm. Dracula. Mm -hmm. Although the song on this album seems to reference the um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, directed by Francis Ford yeah. Coppola, which I um, yeah. didn't realize until I watched that film for the first time uh, about a year ago. Because um, there's actually lines of dialogue in the I Start lyrics lifted directly from that film script, which I thought was, I was shocked when I was watching the film. I was like, those are I Start lyrics. Uh, but it was yeah. actually the other way around. Um, <laughs> and one of the best, that's a good album. One of the best gigs I saw in my life, one of the best gigs was a um, horror show, I Start Tour in Stockholm. Yeah. They played for almost three hours, no opening uh. band, and that was on the ticket, you know, no opening band, and I liked that. As yeah. a kid, I was like, yeah, come on, take over the show. You don't need an opening act. And that no. was incredibly good. And he introduced Dracula by saying that it was a romantic song, that it focuses on the romantic side of, of the Dracula saga. Yeah. The, so it's a lot about, it's very, yeah, romantic, very dramatic. Uh, great I, album, I, by the way. I bought it when it was released. Love it. It's really good. I start to add a couple of different vocalists. Was this with... Uh, Barlow, Matt Barlow. Matt Barlow. He's yeah, because he's 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 the, he's the guy amazing. for me. He's the guy in the band. I like uh, yeah. I like the other dude. I like Ripper Owens. Was he on? I think so. He was on the album after that and the one after that. Uh, yeah, so he's a good vocalist. This. But for me, it's always Matt Barlow. That's the vocalist I mean, for the for, band. You know, yeah. I, am I, what's what's he doing these days? He's a cop. You know, Matt Barlow. Yeah. Yeah. So he someone was, joked uh, that he could have arrested John Schaefer, technically. That would have been really funny. Yeah. He was a. Uh, he went back to Eisner for one album, so they got rid of Tim Ripper Owens and Matt Barlow went back, and they. So they'd done a two, a two part um, kind of saga was planned, the Something Wicked saga. And uh, Tim Owens recorded one of them. And then Matt Barlow said he'd like to come back. So they got rid of Tim Owens halfway through the fucking saga, got Matt Barlow to record the second half. And then he's oh. like, no, no, I want to be a cop still again. So he left. <laughs> and then they got their latest singer. And now they've all left, obviously, because of what happened in uh, yeah. Capital. Uh, yeah, we, we, we talked about that a little bit last time yeah. with the. the, the <laughs> Iced flat, ice flat earth, the whole yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot we talked about that actually. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was fun. You don't yeah, want good that's times what you don't want. You don't want an, an iced and flat earth because you'll fall yeah. off the edge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. Yeah. But yeah that, yeah, that album was big for me and it was an early buy for me. I told I, I told this story before in the show, but I always went for I in the hard rock shelf mm. when I bought CDs uh, because I was just buying Iron Maiden. And then obviously yeah. I just saw that horror show sneaking up. Iced yeah. Earth is close enough in the, in the alphabet. You know, this is an alphabet yeah. show. So now we're masters of that. We're, we're, we're very pro alphabet. Already <laughs> then I was ru ruled by the alphabet. Already then, and I Iced Earth horror show, and it even had Transylvania on it. So I had to buy it, and I was yeah. a big fan of that album. Listened to it quite a bit. I, you know, ripped it to MD mini disc, and uh, yeah. yeah, great album. It's actually really really good. Very similar story myself about the eye thing is that um, I told on my own podcast, but a really early episode was when looking at the Iron Maiden albums in the rack, I start was always there. And they, like their, their covers aren't too different 
because no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. quite similar. It has the band logo and then it has right. a colorful mascot and uh, it's like dark imagery and stuff. And what Twig did for me one day was I was drunk on St. Patrick's Day and funnily enough, the shop was open and uh, I went into HMV, which is on Grafton Street in Dublin and um, or not anymore, it's not. But um, I was looking through the CD rack and like I saw the I Start album Tribute to the Gods and that has two Iron Maiden cover versions on it. Um, so I was like, right, I'm drunk. I have the balls to actually buy this and it has two Iron Maiden songs on it. So I bought it and then that was how I got into them. <laughs> Just from nice. that. The alphabet, basically. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, that, that, that happened. Yeah, that happened quite a bit to me too. You know, you're browsing and they come up and they kind of have similar imagery. So, you know, I'm getting them. Uh, I think there's a couple of... I think I had a similar thing back in the day with M because you know Metallica, you're right. going there and there's that, that there. Um, you find you know there's there's tons of bands you know around M. Um, it'd be funny to see. I'm not going to do this now, but if someone wants to do it, uh, if you take like which, which letters in the alphabet have the most you know uh, bands, bands to it, you know, or the most draw. But some of these names must have been almost by design. I always thought about Accept from Germany. Like, yeah. how can we how can we be the first band in the in the box even yeah. before ACDC? Yeah. Well, we have to name ourselves Accept. ACC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. very very good point. Balls yeah. to the wall, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm surprised that the, um, Princess of the Dawn. Good too. All right. So, do you have any any more examples? Yeah. Uh, don't drink the Kool Aid. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, one of my favorite horror crossover songs is a. Uh, the Hellraiser song, which was originally originally well, it was written by Lemmy for Ozzy, used in the song, uh, or sorry, just used on his album. But then Motorhead did a version, which I think appears in Hellraiser three. I only watched the first Hellraiser film myself today, um, mm. for the very first time. But um, I've always loved that song, whether it's either Ozzy or um, or Lemmy singing it. And I think the Motorhead one was in Hellraiser three, the film, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, it's yeah, a, it, yeah. it's a fantastic song, uh, and I, and it's a film I will be watching because I have three of them now downloaded so i'm gonna watch the next two there it is hmm. yeah it's great isn't it yeah that's good stuff it's like a, an Aussie song, first and foremost, is it? Probably. But I know it's Lemmy's lyrics. Uh, he also wrote Mom, I'm Coming Home. Yeah, not, he wrote not, not everyone knows that. For like four songs on that um, No More Tears album. And that the Hellraiser was one of them. And then Motorhead recorded that for their own uh, Bastards album or March or Die. One of those two, which was soon after the Aussie album. I think it was March or Die. And then I think it was used in Hellraiser 3, the soundtrack, which was yeah. called Hell on Earth. Think, but, uh, I remember you also yeah. liked uh, One More Fucking Time because uh, I think yeah. Lemmy, Lemmy's best stuff is actually as a ballad writer. He, he's really good at that. Mm. He's just a great ballad writer. 1916 mm. is cool. One More Fucking Time, Dead and Gone, uh, Lost in the Ozone. There's a you few know? examples of just incredible ballads by him. Or God Was yeah. Never on Your Side, which is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Song beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and also a great lyric writer. I think that was his yeah. like number one unique selling point. That's the level of lyric writing and the fact that he did get to do it for Ozzy kind of, you know, gave him also a bit of the money he deserved for that skill. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've seen, I think I've seen Hellraiser 3. I know, I mean, I've seen the first one several times. I even saw the first one in, in uh, movie theaters last year. They had a, a short run here. Mm. 
there's 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 a place here that does a lot of old stuff. Like you'll get like, like like next week I think me and my girlfriend are going to be seeing Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. Um, they're just doing it one night, and that's kind of fun. Yeah, there's a couple of cinemas in Dublin like that. That's where I saw Scream um, yeah. recently, um, and, that, and it's great because they'll do a one night run, and they might only do one showing, but yeah, it's it caters for everything because they are such limited runs. They can show loads of different stuff like that. Yeah, so that's that's really fun. I and mean, that's also how I was able to see because I'm too young. Uh, to have seen it in the theaters initially, one of my favorite all-time favorite movies is Jaws, and I I didn't see that in, in theaters, obviously. So, but I did, I did see it. Well, I, I didn't see it originally, but I did see it a couple years ago. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Who wrote the soundtrack for Alien? Was that Zimmer? No, in the Ridley Scott movie, because that's a good soundtrack I've heard. Like I, I asked a friend before going on here because I've seen so little horror. Like, tell me your favorite horror films, just uh, broad strokes here, and he said uh, Jaws. He said Alien, and. Um, one more, <laughs> I think that was it, and The Exorcist, and The Exorcist, and also then uh, I added The Shining as well. The Shining is a good film, I think. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. but very so a very guy called Jerry, Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry. Oh yeah, that, that's a huge uh, Goldsmith did a lot of Hollywood stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good question. Uh, so, uh, or, or do, you, do you have more examples? No, or, no, uh, like uh, very limited knowledge here. But uh, no, no, I was, I was, was really fun to peek into the world. Fun to peek into the world. So yeah, more examples. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to mention just is uh, a quick one. It was Vincent Price is the kind of other crossover I could think of. He appears mm. as um, the narrator on Alice Cooper's um, Welcome to My Nightmare album on the Black yeah. Widow song. And um, I think Iron Maiden wanted to get him for, was it The Prisoner Number of the or Beast? Number of the Beast? Number, Number of the Beast. Yeah, Too expensive. He, He's on yeah. Thriller as well, right? And he was on Thriller as well, yeah. 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 Um, so he has a bit of a crossover with uh, horror and heavy metal with Alice Cooper anyway. But... Um, he uh, is somebody who's obviously in a load of those classic horror films like that we were just talking about. I watched the Dracula from 1950. Mm. Was it was it Dracula? No, it wasn't Dracula, actually. But I watched something from the 50s with him recently in it. But he's in so many of those classic horror films. And he just yeah, plays I mean, that kind of sinister, um, ominous British man. You know what's funny, though? He wasn't British. Right. No, but he, he could still play that character. What was, like, yeah. where, was, where was he actually from, then? I think he's from the States. He, he? But he has that kind of... He has that kind of dialect or had the dialect, but like the same thing is, and again, this is this is not. I'm not comparing the two really. I guess I literally am, but never mind. Uh, uh, but like um, apart from that, you know the yeah, guy that. No, actually, but like for instance, uh, sorry, continue. I have one. Yeah, more so thing a lot of people, that. a lot of people mistakenly think that the brothers in Fraser are from are British. They're not. Well, I would have known that, yeah. But the, I can see what you mean. The, the, the comparison. It's kind of like it's, I've heard it's called. I think it's like a transatlantic kind of. I think that's what it's called. Or something, it's something like that. That's a very sort of. It's like an old old kind of Hollywood kind of. Yeah. Thing I I don't I, I, this is very I can probably look this up but and because apparently Vincent Price was from Saint 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 Louis Missouri right okay yeah and I do kind of know like I can think mm. of a couple of other examples of that accent it's it doesn't actually really sound British when you think about it it has Americanisms no. in it but it, it it does have that kind of um I don't know how you would describe it it has the same it has a villainous sound that like a Bond villain who is British would be would be mm. recruited to that film for if you know what I mean like that yeah. villainous yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I definitely know what you mean yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I, I thought on that like uh, St. Louis by the way was one of the earliest Olympic games when, before they got serious people were running the marathon in worker shoes like uh, construction worker shoes in the marathon there you go That's a good side note and a French guy stopped in the middle of his marathon to get a beer that's another good one St. Louis. Oh yeah, but uh, so that's apparently where Vincent Price was from. And do you know the guy that they actually got for uh, for uh, Number of the Beast? He has one more big credit in his yes. history. Do you, do you know it? I do only because I was reading it on Twitter the other day. Yeah, 
And it's I horror. Re- I, I don't don't remember. It's horror. Oh, well, tell me then. Yeah, Fergal, take it away. Uh, he was the voice in Count Ducula, or did he, did he do Count Ducula? The narration. Oh. Yeah. Ducula. Count Ducula. That's a good, that was a good one. I used to watch that as a kid too. Count yeah, Ducula. Yeah, yeah. I lumped it together with Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yeah, but that that was a cool show. I like that. Um, but no, but Vincent Price, he has that kind of yeah, that kind of exactly. He is sort of the personification of that kind of spooky Halloween vibe. I really like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if there's a great movie uh, called uh, House in Haunted Hill, um, that's a, is one of his good ones. He did House of Wax. That's a good one. Um, the original House of Wax. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Not the not the yeah. not the Paris Hilton. I saw that years ago. The, the part yeah. one with him in it. That's really good. But yeah, so there's he's done a ton of cool stuff mm. that you know is. Well worth checking out. Hmm. Uh, I had a thing a couple years ago, this meme that I made for a friend, because I, 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 very d- drunk one night, I was, because this is before I knew he was, uh, he was American, but it kind of works either way, because he, he had a kind of, you know, so like I said, that sort of Bond villain, sort of British kind of vibe about him, and I was making, I, I told, I made, tricked her like for two seconds, so there was a Vincent Price sex tape. <laughs> and it was him just going I'm arriving I'm arriving <laughs> very good that is there is no price that's something you can steal when you're underage like uh, Fergal in the video shop when you couldn't rent all those horror movies you wanted to see as a kid so you could just you know just look at them I guess you could look so at the I could the just sleeves. look at the Vincent Price sex tape and just wonder yeah. The Vincent Price, yeah, you could just look at it you couldn't rent it you could steal it ask Ben how to do that I mean, again, now he can, yeah. <laughs> ben knows how to, to steal as a, as, a, as a minor. I don't think he's a big, like, uh, adult uh, thief. I think that was, uh, like, all of He doesn't any, steal adults, you mean? Yeah, but, I mean, if you have, <laughs> if you guys, uh, Eric is not going to have children, probably me neither, so I, I maybe not even Fergal, so there's no children advice. But if you listeners have a kid and you want to teach them how to steal in a very innocent, yeah, that's, in that, a very that's innocent all, manner, that's... you call up Ben Webster in, in, in Frankston, Australia. He knows. I'm sure, yeah, there you go. Now get, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, nowadays, if you're, I was gonna say, if you, if you, if your child needs help finding the Vincent Price sex tape, <laughs> he or she might. I think you first need off, to mock I, up I, some. I, 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 I salute your very open attitude where you guys talk about dad help me find the Vincent Price sex tape. I, I think you need to uh, mock up some artwork for that one. Yeah, I I have the meme. I'll send that. It's just a. It's, oh yeah. Anyway, so that's disturbing. But uh, yeah, that doesn't exist as far as I know. Uh, but things that do exist. Uh, if you were to pick, like, all right. So, uh, if you had a, do you have a favorite horror movie? Or to quote, Scream, uh, what's your favorite? I'm gonna movie? be like the character Casey in Scream and say it's Halloween. Uh, that's the original Halloween is my f- my favorite horror film. I say film rather than movie. Sorry, I'm Irish, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's Halloween. Uh, it's like it's something I can rewatch forever, and I'm planning to do a marathon on Halloween with oh, yeah. with the first Halloween with Halloween from 2018, and then with Halloween Kills to finish it off, um, which I have acquired. Uh, it's all completely above board, um, but it fell off the back of a truck. Exactly, a Halloween truck. Selling, uh, <laughs> selling um, silver shamrock masks. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, the, Hall- the original Halloween is my favorite one, definitely. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say the same. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was either that or I really like In the Mouth of Madness. That's another John Carpenter movie. But yeah, uh, Halloween just has it all, and uh, I'm huh. gonna try to maybe 
see if because I'm going to be watching uh, a friend of mine. are going to be doing a uh, like a watch. We're going to watch the the. I think we're watching the 2018 and Halloween Kills over 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 Discord. Yeah. But since I have nothing else to do during the day, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and watch all the other ones until we get to that one. So I I, I recently saw the Rob Zombie one, so I don't need to see those. But I'm going to try to even do Halloween Resurrection. Right. I, yeah. I struggled through that one now. I did eventually watch it, but God, I struggled through it. That's yeah, rough. It was it was a it was a Buster Rhymes, right? Yeah. <laughs> not Jarrell. Not Jarrell. Not Jarrell or. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't don't listen my... to anything factual I say on on any of these episodes. Because I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's very clear the same for me. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we're not here to bring you facts, guys. You know, this is not credi- it's not a credible source. It's just not. Oh. This is entertainment for free, yeah. as as Anton <sighs> said last week, for free. But yeah, my favorite is still The Shining with my very, very limited horror experience. And I guess Clockwork Orange I like too. Uh, I don't even know if these are horror films, the Cubic films. Shining is. Oh yeah. yeah. And can I say actually, if we're counting Misery, I don't know if we are counting it as a horror. I think we're counting it, Kind yeah. of a psychological horror, I think though. Um, that mm. is just a film that I can never tire of. I absolutely love it. It's like, yeah. you know when the twists and the different things mm-hmm. are coming, but you can't wait for them every single time. And like, That's cool. you're watching it and you think maybe this time he won't, you know, mm. escape. <laughs> And I think it might have been off record, but you mentioned the sixth sense as well. Sixth sense as well, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. That's, that's more of a classy, one. maybe a classy, less jump scare type yeah. thing as yeah. well, right? That's just more disturbing, I think. And it's mm. Th- th- mm, that's, that's nice. what kind of stuck with me. <laughs> that's delightful. Yeah. Not yeah. really. <laughs> delightful, that's good. I, 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 uh, I, re- I decided today, and I mentioned to you guys, but I'll say it here. So maybe next Halloween, we'll see how long, how far I've come. I, I, I want to get all of uh, John Carpenter's scores on, on vinyl. I have go for it. Currently, I have one. I have 2018 uh, Halloween on vinyl. He did a bit of that, so that's him. So, or I think it's him. His, his uh, son, maybe. I don't know. But there we go. I'm gonna try to get them all. One small step for Eric. Indeed, one giant leap for uh, not really mankind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, we were up to like an hour twelve, an hour twelve. So I, th- I think we, I think we. We did a good job. Yeah, I'm proud. We restarted the recording and it didn't fuck us fuck us up. So yeah. Indeed, I think I think even this was even better than the last one. Probably, there was a few things we lost. Probably more. It's one of the hardest well, things you can do. Like I've 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 yeah. not pressed record once, uh, definitely. And then I've recorded and the audio has been unusable another time. But I've never pressed record successfully and then had it stop in the middle of it. That's never happened to me before. So yeah, it, yeah, I have a small anecdote for that. Uh, rock Podden here in Sweden, one of the bigger podcasts, is just uh, the Rock Pod. He, he interviewed Biff Byford from Saxon. Oh, no. And, uh, and he was incredible. It was an incredible interviewee. And, he, and then he realized I hadn't pressed record. And Biff was very, very unfazed and said, let's do it again. And really? he, did, he did it as good again. He did the same animated answers and everything. That's well, a professional. Well, I'm sure, I mean, somebody like him, he, he can probably do that interview 90 times on a press tour. Like, so. Yeah, and still sounded so good because mm. uh, the guy, the Rockapodden guy was sure he lost the magic, but o- obviously not. The magic was, you know, ready very, to serve very at nice any time. Very nice to do it again, though. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It'd be, well like, done. Like cool. it'd be like the end of the Christmas special, the end, like, his, and he was like, where he lost the magic, and then Biff said, don't you see? The magic was inside you all along. <laughs> Or I'd rather actually inside me all along. The magic Maybe the real magic is friendship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is though. It is. And then true they things, the true meaning true of Christmas. things said in jest. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Biff, Biff seems like a legend. Actually, he seems super serious. Uh, I need to mm. get into more Saxon. I haven't listened that mm-hmm. much. Denim and leather a bit. You know, Dallas uh, 10 p.m. A few tracks here and there. But uh, I want to oh, listen yeah. a bit more. But they're also a band that gets a bit of flack. 
for being boring. Yeah. So I don't know. They they are one of the few bands from that era who I think are still putting out good, not necessarily full albums, but good songs to this day. Mm. So they might have like 50% of the songs on their latest few albums might be excellent. And then the rest are a mixed bag. But I think they're still really good. Let's see. Okay, yeah, all right. So there's before we kind of wrap it up, cl- close out, close it out, I want to mention also, I was surprised no one said this one. Uh, there's one, uh, probably around the same time, let me see. So a horror, sort of a metal in in horror uh, version. This is from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Oh, yeah. And Dokken did a little tune called Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is an okay song. I don't necessarily think it necessarily in, in the same way that maybe He's Back has a vibe to it that fits the movie. I don't necessarily think Dream Warriors fits the movie very well. I can't, yeah, I can't say if it does or it doesn't, uh, but I was listening to that there recently and uh, there's another band who did it called Take the Day. They did a cover of it uh, and I actually mm. listened to it and it was like, it's a really good cover. Um, I posted it up on my Twitter, but I actually quite like that song. And like, I'm not, I don't no. really know Dokken that well, but I did know that song. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's another good. It's in the vein of Man Behind the Mask kind of uh, style song. Mm. Uh, have you, are you from? Have you seen the um, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, I think we were talking about this last time. So I watched up to is that number three? Yeah, I think I watched yeah. up to four, and then I stopped. True in the towel because they were just getting silly. I thought at that point, but um, I did want to always watch Wes Craven's New Nightmare because I know it's kind of like a completely it's different meta. take. Yeah, it's meta. Yeah, but um, I haven't watched that yet, and I did. It's I, very good. I watched Freddy vs Jason, which was all right. That's fun. Yeah, that's really fun. Okay. Um, but yeah, I stopped at like four, I think. Um, so there's a few of them I haven't seen. Something uh, a few years ago, I've been fortunate enough to meet him a few times, but I, I met uh, Robert England. He was here. Mm for a convention and this was right like this was like a couple years after like maybe a year after Freddy vs. Jason so I was like I was like I gotta ask about that mm. also the dude is the, one of the most enthusiastic uh, he's, he's he's great I, I, I have a great picture of him. I met him uh, most recently 2000 I think it was 19 so I have a great some great pics from that whereas like he'll he'll uh, you know someone's kind of nervous and he'll suggest like let's do this so he does the kind of cool poses and he has yeah, a glove yeah. he, he you know he's, he's really into it yeah. but what's kind of sad is when we, when we was talking then uh, a couple years later they rebooted uh, Nightmare mm. uh, franchise it did not work uh, but apparently at that time when I was he was really excited because they were at that point talking about he said they were they were talking about doing a Freddy versus Jason versus Michael Myers movie mm. and that, I know it's going to be ridiculous but it would have been fun I mean, they can always still do that. They could. I mean, I, I think now he's kind of semi-retired from the role. Um, semi-retired until they ask him to do it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, what I would love, just because I just love... I mean, I, I, I'm... My sort of... Uh, how I got into um, monster movies way back when was uh, partially due to Godzilla. So, and there, you got the whole, like, Godzilla versus these things and this thing and that. So, you know, I think for a lot of people or maybe younger people, when you hear the word versus in a title, it kind of maybe, hmm. you think, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be cheesy and ridiculous. For me, I not, not at all. So I would, I would love like a, you know, Freddy versus Jason versus Michael Myers versus Ash. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> versus fucking 
The key is in your eye. <laughs> yeah, <the key> is- <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. The magic was inside Where's- you all. Anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I think I, that's all I got. So, if, unless you guys want anything else, I wanna, we, we can round off. Yeah. As I say. We, did, we, we mentioned Maiden even a couple of times, right? Uh, we have the question, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. slaughter, slaughter of the Soul, I almost said. Uh, bring your order to the slaughter. We talked about that before. Was, was supposed to be one of the nightmare movies. Right. It wasn't though. I mentioned we mentioned Iced Earth, Transylvania. Transylvania was on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blaze true, was yeah. on our sh- Blaze was on this show. He loves horror. There are many connections to Maiden. We also the illusionist dude that did the Alice Cooperish uh, stage show for uh, mm-hmm. Raising Hell. So there, there are a few Maiden connections too. Even this was meant to be off topic anyway. But I guess we yeah, this is this is just mentioned that. off the rails. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And also Godzilla. I only saw the one with the, the riff from Led Zeppelin. And, oh, yeah. But with a rapper. Oh, that's, a, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah that was me, a horrible study. One of the worst films I've ever saw, ever seen. Yeah. And also Ghost Rider 2 was really bad. That was bad. I like that one. Number two, even. Uh, it was fun. That was rough. First one was better. <laughs> that was rough for me. Anyway, uh, I think I got a few films on my list from uh, talking you to you guys Ghost Rider today. versus uh, Godzilla. That's uh, a hell of a... Halloween, the first one. I have to watch, obviously. Yep. Exorcist, yeah, duh. Obviously, I have to watch that. Uh, was there another one example from you guys that I need to watch? As like a non-knower of this. Yeah, let's let's give let's give him a couple. Of, Can yeah. I give you a a, a kind of um, not particularly well-known one? But there was a remake of it recently. But sure. it's just really for one particular scene in the film. But I think the rest of it does hold up. It's called um, fucking completely forgot about it. what's it called now. Shit, it's the kind of film that inspired Scream, and there's the really famous opening scene in it. I'm gonna have to mm. look it up. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah no worries, man. Um, Actually, now I finally remembered my last musical example. But to be honest, it's not that good. I'm just happy that I remembered it. But since oh, I did, I'm going to play it. Uh, and it could be the outro of the episode. It could be whatever. Oh. You may have a comment on it. But let's see. Well, let's, let's, let's do it as the outro. So let's, let's yeah, give it a second. We, we touched on this tune before in the pod a long time ago. Uh, and um, yeah, there's a very particular outro of it that is very, very horror and metal related has to be played. Oh, I think I know what you mean. You probably know, right? Uh, let's see here. Or even if I don't, I'm going to fake that I did. <laughs> right, you could. Uh, it should be on the end of this track. Here we go. Yep, yep, yep. This is Phantasm, right? Also a horror flick. This is from the movie Phantasm. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. I've never watched any of that series. The, the first one, the first like, couple, are pretty good. Yeah. And also, we're listening to Entombed, but they, they they just pulled that Phantasm theme, I guess. This, the, but also the theme for Phantasm does have a very kind of. This is exactly the kind of thing John Carpenter could have. And now it's getting it's getting heavy here. Beautiful arrangement. Goes on for goes on for two minutes, and it's, it's just incredible. It's, uh, yeah, it's, in Tomb's first album, they were practically teens at the 
this time. Like, it's a really smart idea. Like, not not really hard of in thrash metal or anything like no. that to to add this layer of horror because death metal is a, one of my favorite genres and the melodies and the tonal work, even in the riffs, is very based on horror music. Yeah, so yeah. I just wanted to add that as you know, it's a, I guess a strong connection for me to the horror genre. That type of melodic language, I like it. There's a lot of jarring yeah. notes, mm, mm. Uh, tension. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's bad. So did you think over the movie? Yeah, sorry, it's, it's, rad. Called... it's rad. When a stranger calls is the film I was going to recommend. Yes, ah. it's the, the 1979 one, not the mm. um, remake. Not the remake from the 2000s. And if you're feeling um, a bit um, adventurous as well, the one I mentioned earlier, Sleepaway Camp, which has uh, just such an iconic part in it. Yeah. But you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch that above other ones that have been mentioned. All right. There yeah, I, I'd maybe say. Um, I mean, you said Halloween and Exorcist, so that 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 that's uh, those are those are. That I seems like the most important, the two most important. They're definitely. I think. I think. It, yeah, yeah. I think you got enough homework there. But yeah, and also, yeah, Alien, a, the original. I've seen like I've seen Prometheus, but I haven't seen the original. So yeah. Oh, some see, homework see to do. Uh, and uh, what else was there? Uh, Jaws, perhaps, should be seen. I guess. You ever seen Jaws either? I haven't. No. But of well, course, I know the, the myth, the mythos of it, but yeah, I haven't seen it. Well, then, Lots well, of then, movies then, to watch. Then, yeah. By next year's well, Halloween you special, you have to have watched all of these. How about that? Yes. Yeah, I, I actually promised that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, definitely. Because obviously we have uh, we have uh, you know a long road ahead of us uh, song wise. We're only up to the F's at the moment. Um, yeah. So we'll definitely be doing at least a couple. We'll be a couple of these Halloween. Yeah. Specials. We're closing so in on G, and uh, yeah, before we close up, uh, thank you guys for a bit of horror guidance. I uh-huh. very much enjoy talking about things I know too much about. That's Iron Maiden, for example. But I also mm-hmm. like talking about things that I don't know shit because it's nice to come in as a blank canvas and you know get yeah. some ideas. And it's also Halloween, so why not you know immerse in a bit, yeah. of, you know, emerge uh, in a yeah. bit of horror. You know, g- you know. Hopefully, if uh, all goes well, I will have edited this in time for actual release on the day of. Uh, so there you go. Yes, uh, that's what uh, post 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 production Eric did. One hundred uh, hours to go or something. It's almost fine. Well, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you ever want, if you're really bad about having to get up in the morning, you're worried about just instead of setting an alarm, set set a countdown to when you have to wake up. I'll f- stress the fuck out of you and watch it. Don't even sleep. Just yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah, don't do that. That's, that's really dumb. Would never do that. Never ever do no, that. I've, I've, I've done it once for some reason. I don't remember why. I'm like, this is not a good situation. Yeah, like, it humanizes time to too strong a degree. But yeah, and, you know, I don't know if I've told you about my time machine, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't, don't. Keep it a secret. Anyway, yeah. it's not a secret that uh, this was a special bonus episode on Made in ADC. Yeah. So, this fun is fun to do. Very fun to do. We had to re record it. It was still fun while re recording it. You know, mm-hmm. it's the first time we did that, and now we know we can. That's a strength. Yeah, and, I'm uh, happy to be so, there to guide you through the first, the pilot kind of fuck up episode. So exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 You threw it in for for education. Yeah, I just deliberately yeah, didn't no, record yeah, this, just this, to fuck this, things up. Yeah, um, but it worked out. I, I, I feel what we did, what we, the, the next second version was was tighter and uh, yeah, and uh, more consistent. So I think we did it. We did a good job here. So you guys haven't heard it, but me and Fergal did a mashup of the this week. If this is released at the same week as Death of Kells, we did the. As, uh, up the irons and squall from the north but it was something like Saha or iron or something like that i i don't speak irish but uh fergal said uh, squall from ireland i think and it, it fit really well so if this is released on the same week we have to do some good 
sign off. Oh, yeah, well. I probably said yeah, also, all that stuff in Irish wrong as well. I'm cringing at the thought of it. No one knows though. No one knows. There's <laughs> a little disclaimer. True. There's a little disclaimer at the end also where you where you. Do you have any disclaimer. many listeners from Ireland actually? I don't know. Uh, I think I don't know. I, I, I was taking a look at the numbers the other day um, when we were trying to fix the Spotify issue. So hopefully this is on Spotify. Who knows? Uh, and what I uh, what I can say from that is I don't remember much. But um, <laughs> uh, we we have we have we have um, listeners. We have listeners. We have listeners. I can, con- yes. I can confirm. Yeah. Thank you all. That's also, that's also, this is also what I was looking at was just Spotify. So I don't, I have no idea what people, what people are doing. We yeah. don't do Spotify. They cover about half the listeners usually, and so that's like a horrible thing. Yeah, when also, oh yeah, here's something cool. Sucks. So, so way back when, uh, we were talking. Me and Jonathan were talking. I think on the pod, speculating demographic wise, what what things look at look like, and I, you know, and he said. Uh, you said like you thought maybe you know, you said maybe like it was like you know twenty, uh, you know twenty percent uh, uh, female rest male, and I was like, oh no, I think it's been more than that, and I was so wrong. It was it was like it was like one. There's like one person. I'm here to tell you. Now there's like three, three females. Also, we have at least one non-binary, which is uh, literally one. So we're you know we're fucking getting out there. We're doing stuff. But uh, it was weird with so my first cool. podcast. It was about riffs, and we had 18, 20 percent women. That's really weird. I mean, it's, it's too nerdy even for men to talk about riffs. <laughs> but uh, somehow we had like twenty percent women on that one. So I guess that's where I came from. But I, yeah. I think Deep Purple Podcast had a statistic in their hundredth episode, and it was like no women <laughs> listening mm-hmm. to it whatsoever, not a single one. So, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, hopefully that can even out in, in the long run, you know, because uh, like, we, we, got, we have great we, guests, we, uh, female guests. We have great guests yeah. in the past and in the future. So, I mean, it's yes. obviously uh, it's there for the plucking, but I don't know about who listens to podcasts, to be honest, at all. I don't know. I have no grasp of the market whatsoever. I, I don't know I think, any think, women who listen to music podcasts. I can say that for a fact. You know, I mean, I think Quilotta listens every now and again, but I she's also she on this. She's so on this, but I don't think she listens, to be fair. But Maybe she does. Uh, well, let's I, see. I don't know. If she does, she'll react to this at some point. Don't say anything about it. Um, <laughs> I mean, not every guest on this show listens to this show. That's just I'm going to take that no, back. Um, what I meant to say was people, except for people I've met specifically through podcasting, I don't mean those people, like Alejandro of course, and yeah, people yeah, like, and Melissa and all, but like a people who I wouldn't have known outside of uh, this circle. That we've created yeah. for ourselves. I don't know yeah, anyone yeah. in my in my day to day life female who listens to a music podcast. Definitely not. It's very nerdy, but I think it's just it's probably going to find new grounds eventually. You know, it takes time. Well, I mean, apparently, I think if we you know like so if we if we keep up the same kind of momentum, like so in like in a year we've gone from like one to like two or three f- females and one non-binary. In a year from now, we, we'll get fucking a fourth one or like a fifth one. That'd be good. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, again, but you know, it's 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 the longer you the longer you do these things, you know, you more you you, you get more of everything. So that that's cool. Yeah, and again, um, it's, it's really hard to know the market. Uh, you just do it, and then you you sit there hoping. That's pretty much what you do. Even with yeah. a band, it's easier. With a band, it should be harder because you have to compose the material and everything. But to be honest, with a band, it's way easier to see what do people want to hear. With a, with a podcast, I have no clue. I have no clue whatsoever what people want to hear. Uh, I'm just doing it, and Eric is doing it, and you are. And yeah. it, it works for some, I guess. I really don't know. I, I, sometimes I'm surprised when people comment on things that I either thought were completely just unremarkable or or bad. And they're like, oh, I really liked when you said this or that. And you're just kind of like, yeah. Jesus, I really have no idea what people, yeah. <laughs> what people yeah. listen to. Yeah, you've like, been blabbering, basically. You've been <laughs> exactly, blabbering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this, uh, we get that all the time. Yeah. Like where people are like, Oh, this thing, yeah, that was great. That bit there, like, oh, all right. I mean, that was. It's very invigorating when you get it. It is, yeah. you know, it's nice to hear. 
uh, maybe it's still abstract to you, but uh, yeah, I take it by at face value when I hear I mean, such I things. When, when I was looking to the number, when we were looking to the numbers, I remember saying, like, for me, uh, the numbers don't matter as much to me as the, the feedback we get, because we get quite a bit of feedback, and that, that makes it worth, you know, mm. doing. Like, if I, just, if I just had numbers and, you know, no yeah. feedback would be very fun. Mm. Um, but we, we get quite a bit of that, so that's cool. That's good. How's the Spotify stats? I've never actually used them. Uh... They're, 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 I mean, they're, they're, um, well, do they give you a breakdown per episode of what gender and they do, age, they do, right? and they just start, they have streams and uh, full streams and starts. And but like within and, each uh, episode, do they say like 50% of the people who listen to this episode were male, 50% were female? I don't know if it does like, that. Um, because I never bothered with it on the other podcast network that I have because there's like six different podcasts on it. Like, so what I recently moved all my feck and metals up onto its own feed, but there's not enough downloads there now to be worrying mm. about looking at the actual stats but mm. once it builds up a bit yeah. i'd be interested to see like yeah I mean, it does do that so that's yeah. cool i mean we have like so that's how I, apparently still our most popular episode is uh do you want to guess uh fortunes of war <laughs> <What do you laughs> <mess? laughs> they're really funny uh, i don't know yeah, i don't know either what could it be blaze, just, blaze bailey that's what i was gonna th- that's what I assumed, but no, it was Don Swanner. Mm. I mean, Switch, he's, he's sorry? Don, Don Swanner, the guy... Uh, Swedish uh, metal did, guy. Um, you know, he's, he's, yeah. he's not famous, but he's... Okay. He's, he's, well, he's famous enough to get, like... He's with uh, I mean, here, like, so. if you know him, he's a big guy, but most people don't, you could say, no. about him. He has, like, a long history, and he's been a producer. He produced legendary albums by other bands as well. So I guess, you know, he has a bit of ground covering with, it, with just his name, yeah. And I don't know how many podcasts he does. He, you know, he does a couple, but like for instance, I think Blaze, that that's still a popular episode. But it probably would have been if it'd been like he'd done two podcasts. This is one of them. Mm. Yes, we'd have a lot. He'd have, he'd yeah, obviously, video. yeah. We talk about that with Fergal with all the stock answers as well and yeah. your perfect impersonation. I got eighteen flights in eighteen days. <laughs> I'm Blaze Bailey. <laughs> the key the was behind my eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell me afterwards when, uh, at some point if you want me to keep it in there or not. We'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess there were some good things in this uh, rant at the end. Uh, this is also where maybe you, if you don't like the things we said, Eric, post-production, Eric, this is maybe when you mm-hmm. will cut those back in when we do the tagline, which we didn't do. I'll, I'll just put like a bunch of beeps. Like it sounds like you're saying incredibly offensive things. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so uh, I should also so should, let's do let's let's sign off. Uh, yeah. So thank you for listening to this uh, bit of bonus shenanigans, Halloween shenanigans, which is probably what I'm going to call this. Who? Um, oh yeah, I, you did that. So I got something else. What's a spooky sound I can do? <laughs> when I uh, isn't that in some <laughs> film too? Like that stupid uh, the ring or something? I think. Uh, it could be. Mm-hmm. Mongolian throat singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. There's a horror movie. The actual scariest sound I could tell you nowadays is if somebody were to knock on my apartment door because that just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's 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 weird. That's fucking scary. It's true. It's weird. Yeah. It's usually some Christians or politicians when it happens here in Sweden. Yeah, and that's terrifying. So anyway, uh, right, we'll get to that in a second. Tagline. So, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, let's let's say uh, up the irons. Up the irons. Want to want to do the. Uh, and uh, okay, Skull from happy the Halloween, North. I guess. Happy Halloween. Like okay, happy okay, Halloween. I'll do it all. Okay, let's, I'll do let's, it all. Let's, that, that was a train wreck. I'll do it, it all. Again? I'll do it all. <laughs> Up the irons. Happy Halloween, and Skull from the North.
The key was behind my eye.